This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Oh, we got a short show for you, so we're going to get right to work. We've got Knicks, we've got Jets, we've got Giants, and we got a throwback throwdown. Here we go. At 1-800-919-3776, I know you're going to call. Plus, on Twitter, at Hardest to ESPN, at Gordon Damer, at ESPNNY98 underscore 7FM, with Brian and Mike and Jake the Snake and even Ray Santiago. We're here until midnight on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, Gordon. Larry, I, I was going to ask you how you're doing, but I think you kind of know how we're doing tonight. Gordon, let me tell you something. I'm, I'm, I'm great. I'm great. We got the TV theme throwdown in just a couple of minutes. We're going to make the reveal of our first bracket there, the 70s. Mm-hmm. I'm doing great. And as a Nick fan, let me tell you this. My team didn't quit, Gordon. My nope. team was down 18 points. They fought like heck. They missed a couple of threes late. They could have won it. But for me, what, what did we say? As long as it, in a game like this where it's about talent and they have more talent than you do, if you're in the game with a chance to win it late, kind of on the road, because, I mean, it's kind of on the right. road, you'll take that. I'm good. Yeah, I think the Nets' big three tonight included the referees. I mean, there were some <laughs> calls. I mean, Frank Nielakina's head is still spinning. I know. Saying, what the hell is going on here? I know. I and know. then, of course, the, the biggest call of the night, the one where Randall's shooting the three, Kyrie blocks a shot. They, 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 they say, you know, traveling violation, and they give uh, the Nets the ball. I mean, the Nets, uh, I mean, look, they're, they're better in terms of a team, but they were yes. also a little lucky tonight, too. Absolutely, they were. And listen, I give Tom Thibodeau a lot of credit, Gordon. We've talked about him and what he's brought to the table. Uh, the first half, the Knicks did not play any defense, gave up 65 points in the first half. They looked lost. Adjustments at halftime, better job defensively in the second half. Also, when you th- just the, the way he set up, where you normally think of intentional fouls late in the game, mm-hmm. the way he set up with the with you know the jump ball situation where the Knicks got one cleanly and then had to go to the review, which took about an hour and a half for them for them to figure that one out. Uh, but I like what he did there. Yeah. Well, look uh, after the Bucks game, right? Like you know that there's this tough stretch now. There's the tough stretch to end the season. When you saw the way they played against the Bucs, you're like, oh, is this how, you know, is this how they're actually going to play against the really good teams? Tonight, after watching the way that they put up a representative Nick effort and they, they battled until the end, and that's the Knicks team that you get on most nights. Even against teams that are not as good as the Nets, that's the kind of effort and heart and desire and, and defense that you see from them on, on, on just about every night. So I think it makes you feel better. It doesn't make you feel necessarily better about the loss because you would mm-hmm. like to win tonight. Yep. But they have now 32 games remaining. 20 of those games, as of Saturday, I would say, are against teams that are two games over 500 or below. So, like, you have to win a majority of those games because you know that you're probably not going to win the other 12. So, but after seeing the performance they put up tonight against the Nets, who, you know, everybody's picked to to go to the NBA Finals, Mm -hmm. it makes you feel a little bit better. Maybe they will be able to pick off a couple of those wins against the really good teams. Plus, Gordon, no Alfred Payton, no Derrick Rose. Yeah, short-handed again. Could have used those guys in this situation. One or two of those with some extra basket, extra points, you could have used them. And you know what? Emmanuel quickly did well as his first start. Yeah, I mean, I think that what I saw, you know, that when they got it down to four with about four minutes to go or so, 
you just take a look, you know, with the, the trade deadline not that far away, you saw the glaring need mm-hmm. for someone who can knock down a shot. You know, they're, they're, they're running a play and, and kicking it out to Frank Nielakina on the wing. They're, they're running a play and, and Alec Burks is getting a shot at a three. You know, there were a lot of those possessions where if they could just simply add somebody who can knock down a three consistently, um, that will be a major upgrade. So I think that uh, if you were ever looking for the game film to, to make that crystal clear, tonight was one of those nights. No doubt about that. No doubt about that. They need, and we talked about this last night on the show, Gordon, and a lot of Nick fans are like, all right, Larry, you wonder, what would you get? What do they need? What do they need? They need two three-point makers with an athletic wing that's a three-point maker and another guard that's a three-point maker. If they had that, Gordon, along with the defense that they play right now, this would be a markedly better Nick team. Yeah, I mean, they just need they need some shooters, right? Like, yes, it, yes. as great as quickly as been, Barrett, I thought, did a lot of good things tonight. Got to the line a lot. You know, Julius Randle is the guy you count on every single night. But they need they need a couple of more guys that just can hit a jump shot consistently. And they just, you know, from from time to time, you know, maybe Bullock has a game here or there. Or Burks has a game here or there. But they just don't have that, especially with uh, with missing Rose. I mean, do we have any idea when Rose is going to be back? Because he's been a big miss for them. I mean, they, he has they, been. They, they have. They really do need him. They desperately need him, and you could see what starting quickly does to their bench. Right now, on, when the bench comes in, who's going to be that right, scorer? Who's sure. going to be that person? And you really miss them. And here's the downside about tonight, Gordon. Obi Toppin looked lost. He's looked lost. I mean, I mean, that's what we were saying last week, right? It feels like you, lost. when you watch him during a game, it's like he just got dropped. It's almost like one of those movies from the 80s where the person switches bodies with someone else. Mm-hmm. And the person, you know, they're, they're put into a situation. They don't know what the hell they're doing, right? It's the 40-year-old and the 18-year-old. He just looks like he's been dropped on the court. And it's like he's yeah. never played basketball before. There's no, there's no rhythm to his game. It's, it's like mm-hmm. he doesn't know where he's supposed to be or go. It's very odd. He right now he's in his own head. Mm-hmm. All he hears is Thibodeau calling his name. <laughs> right. All he right. hears is yeah. to Obi, Obi, Obi. That's all he hears. That's all he hears. Hey, Jet Nation, get your 2021 season tickets today and get back to live football at MetLife Stadium this season. You'll lock in the best seats and prices to see the green and white at every game. Plus, you'll get great benefits, including free food, beverage, and merchandise credit. Get back to football today at nyjets.com slash tickets or call 1-800-469-JETS. You know, Gordon, some Jets fans might be a little little happier than what they were this morning. Also, the Giants made some moves in free agency. This afternoon, they were not happy. No, they were not happy. They were not happy, but... I'll say this before we go to break. If I'm Joe Thune, I'd rather go to Kansas City than New York, too. Yeah, and it's not, that, that, that's almost like the uh, in level of competition. That's almost like the second half of the Super Bowl, right? That, that, one's, yeah. a, well, that one's a runaway. Exactly, exactly. I, I'd rather go there, too. And listen, Patrick Mahomes, very happy. Very happy. 1-800-919-3776. Your calls, free agency, hoops, and the first bracket reveal. All next on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, Gordon, the Jets were active today. Not the offensive linemen they wanted, but a couple of players they desperately needed. Uh, I was a little surprised at the Carl Lawson move, three years, $45 million, according to what we've been told by our folks at ESPN, Schefter and the crew. Corey Davis at wide receiver, another 6'3 tall receiver for whoever's going to be the quarterback on this team. 
Yeah, I mean, loss. I mean, the Jets have been begging for a pass rusher for forever. Lawson, analytically, like the analytics crowd, seem to be very high on him. His win rate is very, very good. Now, the actual sack totals are not that high. Uh, I think he has, what, 20 sacks in, in four seasons? But mm-hmm. in terms of a guy that you're investing in and you're investing big money in, uh, that, that seems – I like that move best of them all. The Corey Davis one, he's a physical receiver. He's a great blocker. But you got to keep in mind, he was the fifth pick in the draft. The team, the Titans, did not pick up his fifth-year option. And, um, you know, he's never topped 1,000 yards, has never had more than five touchdowns, and he's coming to a team where, as of right now, we don't know who the quarterback is going to be. So, um, look, a lot of times when you're in a position like the Jets are in, a lot of teams are in, the most appealing part of your team is the money that you are going to – it's not about the situation, it's not about the fit. It's simply about, uh, you know, being able to offer the most money. The Jets, I, I guess they really love Corey Davis and Carl Lawson. They gave him a bunch of money. And you hope that they work out a whole lot better than a whole lot of other free agent signings the Jets have made over the years. No doubt about that. And, and listen, if you're, if you're the Jets, you're hoping that Robert Sala can get this guy mm-hmm. uh, and put him in the right situation, convert him for what he wants him to do. And, and to take a Bill Belichick attitude with this, Gordon, is – I'm not asking you to do too much. Only do your job. And here's what your job's going to be. And if you line him line him up alongside Quinn Williams, you know, who's been able who's shown you some things also, it makes the job a little bit easier. Yeah, I mean, the fact that he lines up next to Quinton Williams, again, the Jets have been begging for a pass rusher for forever. As much as the offensive line is an issue, as much as the quarterback is still a question, they needed to get somebody who can actually rush the passer. Lawson, in terms of the sack totals, they don't blow you off the, you know, they don't jump off the page at you, but you're hoping because he's 26 years old that he's about to hit his prime. And think about it, when you, when you gave up Leonard Williams for what you gave him up for, he went to the Giants, and they were able to put him in. They, they saw the talent in him that the Jets were unable to re- get that potential out of him. You're mm-hmm. hoping that Carl Lawson, to a degree, is that same kind of guy, that now with Robert Sally, he's going to be able to come in. Even though, the, 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 again, the analytic numbers look really good, he's going to be able to get more production out of him than the Bengals did. And the Giants went shopping for running back, a veteran running back, Devontae Booker. I, okay, I understand. I didn't really you know, think that was a need, but I didn't either. I was okay, you know. But uh, listen, I, I would have tried to find me a, a receiver. Yeah, and Dalvin Tomlinson, uh, he's gone. He goes to the Vikings. It looks like two years, twenty-two million, which is not a ton of money not. Um, for a guy that they, the Giants drafted, who apparently they loved. The the the, the, the players loved. He was a good locker room influence. But I guess they just don't have the money to spend on both Leonard Williams and Dalvin Tomlinson, so he's gone, and it looks like you know Leonard has the franchise tag if they can't work out a long-term deal. Absolutely, and the Giants announced that they came to terms with defensive lineman Austin Johnson, who was a reserve for them last season. Yeah, the, 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 the wide receiver one is very odd to me, the fact that this many people think that they are in on Galladay. I'm sure that they would love to be able to get him, mm-hmm. but I, I, you know, it kind of goes back to the jet point. What's the appeal of the Giants to Kenny Galladay yeah. outside of money, right? Like, you know, the quarterback, you know who it's going to be, but, you, I mean, we don't know if he's really all that great, right? I mean, That's so right. – and it seems like the, that Galladay, because of all the other guys getting franchised, he's, he's the number one guy by, by a mile and is going to make, if he wants, a ton of money someplace, and I just don't see that being the Giants. All right, Larry, I think it's time. Is it time? Yes. It's time. Brian, there we go. We have touted it for a while, and let's get right to it. It is the theme song throwdown. 
the greatest 64 theme songs in the history of television. Our first region, which we are going to reveal right now, is the 1970s. Probably the deepest region from top to bottom. So many good shows left out. But let's get to it right now. Let's unveil the very first number one seed. And it is... Well, we're moving on up. Oh, very quickly established itself as a number one seed in the 1970s region. Oh, and yeah. the first matchup, Larry, will be taking on the Rockford Files. If that doesn't tell you how deep this is, the Rockford Files is a 16 seed, Larry. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And I'm going to tell you something, Gordon. Uh, James Garden has got trouble with George and Wheezy. Yeah, oh, I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. Crazy thing, Rockford Files won a Grammy, got up to the number 10 song in the country at one point. Mm-hmm. So it's no slouch, but no. I think the Jeffersons is just going to be a powerhouse here. But we're going to look, it's not up to us, it's up That's to right. the voting public. The number two seed in the 1970s region is. Here's the story. You don't even need words, right? You just hear the beginning of that Sing song. Along. Who was bringing oh. up three very lovely girls? All of them had The Brady Bunch. The, the Big Brood. They were actually going to name the show The Brady Brood because really? the Wild Bunch had just come out at around that time. Good thing they did not do that because mm-hmm. I think The Brady Brood would have been a tough time. Uh, in the opening round, Mike Carroll and the kids will be taking on... Fifteen seed for Mary Tyler Moore. Tough draw. Fifteen seed. Fifteen. <laughs> oh man. Wow, huh? Yeah. So the guy who fun. came up with the Mary Tyler Moore song, he found a treatment. Just not even the show pilot. And somehow he got in a room with the show creator and just played it on the guitar. And the guy's like, you know, we're not really uh, at the point yet where we're thinking about a theme song. But he loved it so much. He played it like 15 times around the building that day. And uh, that's the theme song. So there you go. The 2 15 matchup Brady Bunch, Mary Mary Tyler Moore. Uh, The number three seed in the 1970s region. We unveil it is. Sunday, Monday. The Fonz. I feel a little high for the Fonz, to be quite honest. But they, uh, you know, the younger crowd, the reruns, uh, we got to give it to them. Yeah. Your complaints will go to one Brian McGee and one Jake the Snake. That's it. The 14th seed, Larry. You can tell they like that because they pumped it a little higher. Yes. Oof, that, that, boy, that's a come down, right? I mean, yeah, really. happy days to mash. <laughs> if styles make fights, this one is going to be a doozy. Oh, yeah. Wow. There you go. So uh, I think, it, what is it? Suicide is Painless? I think that's the actual title of the song. Mm-hmm. Crazy mm-hmm. fact about that song. Robert Altman directed the movie, and they were looking for a song. His son co-wrote the song, and his son actually made more money by co-writing the song than his dad did directing the movie. That's crazy. That's nuts, right? All right, yeah, let's move on. We've got to move on with these, fast, these great facts that I have here. The number four seed. This one, I feel like, is a real contender in this region. Come and knock on our door. Come and knock on our door. We've been waiting for you. We've been waiting for you. Remember what I said when the 
the opening chords of the song, you just it's just zany hijinks. You just know it's going to be zany hijinks. Yep, that's right. That's that's zany. That's what zany hijinks sounds like in a song. The Three's Company theme. The thirteenth. It's so 70s, right? I mean, that just brings you back right there. You know it right away. You're singing along in the car when you hear yeah. it. Uh, all right. Here at the number 13 seed. Sunny day, Again, very deep region. Larry, I don't believe this was on your list, Larry. was not was on my not. list. But, you know, collaborative process. It's good. Everybody's other people. Yeah, everybody's represented. That's true. Mm-hmm. Complaint department, you know where to go. Uh, that's the 413, the 512, the 5 seed. Oh, I love this one. Give me the 5 seed, Brian. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones. I didn't know you knew that. Quincy Jones composed this. Yes. If he gave us nothing else, the Sanford and Son theme. I mean, come on. That's the junk a, man. What's it with the junk man? I forgot the title. The junk man something. Is the yeah, title. I don't, the, the, yeah, it's a song title. Yeah, I'm not sure what it was. But yeah. fant- I mean, that's, that's you're the, talking about right. 70s. That's yes. 70s yeah. right oh, there. Yeah. yeah. The number you 12 big dummy. Yeah. <laughs> the Sanford, Sanford and Son will be going up against the number 12 seed, which is another, another somber one. Like, this is a very memorable one, but I don't feel like this gives you a good idea of what the show actually is. True, it doesn't. You know, it's a it little doesn't. somber. Maybe it the is. taxi would have been better off going up against, uh, you know, Mash. Was, Mash, right? <laughs> Mash. That would have been that would have been a better matchup there. A little somber versus somber yeah. would have scored twenty points between wow. them. All right, so that's the five twelve. So now we're down to the six eleven. This one mm-hmm. is an. I don't know how you go on this one. Six yeah, seed this is, is, this is good. Give it to Welcome us. Welcome back. Your dreams. Were Some your might say it should have been higher. It's fair. It's iconic. You know that song right away. John Sebastian. Right. And originally they were just going to call the show Cotter, but he wrote the, th- the song and it was Welcome Back. And he, he couldn't write a song and anything rhymed with Cotter. So he went with the Welcome Back and so they named it Welcome. I always felt like that was a somber song because it's like, you, you know, your dreams, you went out with your yeah. dreams. And here you are, Welcome well, Back. If you, remember how, if, you remember how, if you remember how the principal treated him, he was kind of somber. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Welcome Back, Cotter. The sixth seed, the number 11 is an absolute Cinderella if there ever was one. Base. Oh, my God. Come on. When that baseline hits, <laughs> that tells you what kind of show. Oh, my God. We're in for some action tonight. That's right. SWAT. First theme song to ever hit number one overall in the U.S., SWAT. And only a, level, a number 11. Hard to, hard to go there. Wow. All right. So the 710, another just iconic. I don't know who you go with this one. Oh, the number seven seed is. Boy, the way Glenn Miller played. Now this one did not get to number one. Like us, we had <laughs> not, not quite as melodic, but it's, it's iconic, right? One of yeah, the great absolutely. shows of all time. And then the number ten seed, very Ooh. close matchup. Number ten is just So that only leaves two spots left in the 70s region. Think of all the yes. shows that you could go with. 
But the voting told us that the number eight seed in the 1970s region is... Love. Exciting. Oh, Gopher and Doc and the whole crew on the love boat is the number eight seed. Uh, I, could, We're expecting you I can see Isaac pouring a Mai Tai right now. Yep. And then the number nine seed, the eight nine matchup, Love Boat taking on. Oh, see, to me, this one, this should have been way higher. Yeah, I agree. Way higher. Yeah. So there you go. There is the 1970s, re- I mean, the, the amount of wow. shows that did not Barney Miller. Yeah. Beretta. Yeah. Good times. Good times to me going in before doing any research, Larry. I said Jefferson's good times. Those are the two. And I just couldn't find a way to get good times get into the in. 16. Couldn't Thanks to, uh, you know, Sesame Street and a couple of the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's but it was. Look, and you know how how the selection committee. I mean, we this was, as I told the audience yesterday. There, there was name calling in, involved in this. It, look, it was there, people there called was out people's throwdowns. family members, and there were some yeah. throwdowns. It was not, uh, it was not a happy process. <laughs> but you know, you're gonna bake a cake, you got to break a few eggs. So uh, yeah, there you go. Is Voting true. is open. Uh, I put them up on at Gordon Damer on Twitter. Uh, I'm sure the station account and Larry, you can kind of retweet them. Yep. So I'll if you want to right vote, now. they are going up right now on Twitter as we speak, and we will unveil. We don't have a show tomorrow, so Wednesday we will unveil the winners. And then Wednesday, we'll also have the 80s region, which is also jam-packed. Otis Livingston already calling us out. How is SWAT an 11 seed? Come I don't on, know. man. Look, look, Otis, you can, you can complain. But unfortunately, with the young people on the show voting <laughs> Sesame Street, at least Sesame Street was a 13. They have happy days as a three. I know. It's outrageous. <laughs> A lot of listen. I you know I told you about SWAT. I love SWAT. I SWAT love is fantastic. SWAT it is fantastic. And, and, and you know what? The seventies on seven on the series they played it the other day, and I'm like, you know, this is just fantastic. This is a gr- it tells you everything mm-hmm. about the show without saying yes. a word. Yeah. You know, and, and it's funny because as we talked about, it told us a lot about what we watched too. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Right. Yeah, it did kind of tell. But you know what? I find that sometimes like I, I don't I, like I probably watched the Jeffersons a bunch of times, but I wasn't a regular Jeffersons watcher. Mm-hmm. But that th- that theme song is just so great. It has it to be a number one seed. So it is. Yeah. And it was. We'll see how they do. And it was. And it was. Oh, great job. Selection committee. Now it's up to you. At Hardesty ESPN, at Gordon Damon, you can weigh in. I will retweet it for you in just a couple of seconds, and you can uh, get started. And on Wednesday, we will review the second region that we had the most fights about, which is the 80s. (laughs) (laughs) Gordon, my friend, be good on the radio tomorrow. I'll see you Wednesday night. All right, Larry, sounds good. All right, that wraps up this abbreviated edition of ESPN New York tonight. To everybody, to Jake, to Brian, to Michael, to Ray, everybody, thank you very much on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight.